Hello, listeners. Jess here. Have you heard our newest show, Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches? Winnie Taylor is just a teenager when her mother dies, sending her to Cleveland to reunite with her dad, a former football player. It's an inspirational story about sports, family, and learning to overcome the barriers that hold us back. Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches has something for everyone. Action-packed football games, a story about friendship, and a father-daughter story that will warm everyone's heart. I know you're going to love it. Follow Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free with a GZM family subscription. Head to gzmshows.com for more. Hi, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. My name is Jonathan Messenger. And I'm Scoot-Boot-Bee-Bop. Wait a second, wait a second. What was that? And what is that voice that you're doing? I'm Cowboy Bebop. I'm a cowboy. Okay, <laughs> let's unpack this for one second here. You're a cowboy now? Darn, Wooten. Yeah, cowboy. I got a hat. I got boots. I'm a cowboy. Okay, I don't know what words you're saying, but cowboys usually say yee not woo And I don't know what yee ba 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 bow is, but that is typically not what cowboys say. But anyways, why are you suddenly a cowboy? Well, you guys did Character Club earlier this week, and you tricked me out of the episode. I'm not mad. I'm not mad, but it gave me the idea that I've been bebop this whole time when I could be a whole other character. So I picked root Okay, well, if you're going to be Cowboy Bebop from now on, I need to show you some old cowboy movies so you get the lingo right, okay? But maybe our listeners, if you have ideas for other characters Bebop could be so we don't have to listen to Rootin' Tootin' Wootin' Bootin' over there all the time, I would really appreciate it. Send in your ideas, and maybe Bebop could take on a different character other than Cowboy Bebop, which I think is trademarked, by the way. Okay, let's put that aside for now, and let's talk about what's going to happen in this episode. If you remember what happened last time, Genevieve and her friends were on the Marlow, planning to take it back, and then Bunce brought back a wild thing. What's going to happen? How are they going to get out of this? Let's find out in the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, Season 4, Episode 7, Color Commentary. Oh no, said Genevieve. That, that's impossible. Now do you think it's time to run? Said Cloco. I'll eat you up, I love you so, said the wild thing as it lurched off the pod. Welcome to Marlow Track and Field Day. The admirable Admiral Bunce here, and I will be providing all of the commentary so everyone aboard the Marlow can follow the action. Our first event of the day is the Marlow Chase, an oldie but goodie. The event that started it all. One of my wildlings chasing your puny explorers. Now let's see. The kids on board here tell me that the main brain behind the little mutiny is a feisty kid named Genevieve. 
and she is certainly the fastest runner of the bunch as she takes a turn up the hallway, the wild thing still a few steps behind. Bringing up the rest of the pack is Genevieve's robot Lancelot, named after Sir Lancelot, I guess, who must be accustomed to riding a horse because he's not a very good runner. Hey! And right by his side is that big robot who was trying to talk tough to me a second ago, Bull Tonic or something like that, but he's now scurrying around like a scared little mouse. And just behind him is the one they call a Livia, I guess, and a Dogbot. Why do you people even have Dogbots? That's something the Shakespeare 820 would do, maybe. But the Marlowe is supposed to have high standards. Hey! Oh, the robots are sensitive as they come to another turn. The wild thing now just two steps behind the Dogbot, who for some reason is the straggler. Genevieve is waving her arms for everyone to catch up, and she's still in the lead. Now Tonic Bot has passed Lancebot, and A. Olivia is really struggling to stay with the pack. I tell you what, the spectators are really getting their money's worth as the Marlowe Ninnies are giving it their all. They're coming up to the mess hall, and ooh, the doors have been locked remotely by me tough break for the explorers as the zombie wild thing gains a few precious seconds on the confused good guys. Yes, that's right, zombie wild thing. You explorer brats may have gotten rid of my beloved wild things when we last met, but I was able to bring one back to me. I can tell you all about it if you can outrun. Ooh, the wild thing took a big swing to try to snatch up Olivia, but narrowly missed that has set it back quite a bit. You explorers are doing much better than I thought you would. I expected this game to last about three seconds, but we are now into overtime, folks. Unfortunately for the good guys, it appears they're getting tired. They're a little bit slower, a little less sure of where to go. Aren't you? Aren't you having trouble? I'll save you some trouble. Here's a little hint. You can't run into any of your little compartments. I have locked those doors remotely as well. So you might as well run until you can't run any longer. Which should be right about now. Ooh, the audience is on the edge of their seats as it appears the zombie wild thing is almost upon the explorers. And it looks like the dogbot will be the first to get snatched up. Remember me always. What? I did not see that one coming. The dogbot has rolled up into a ball and bowled the wild thing over. I guess zombies aren't the brightest creatures and now the monster is trying to get back onto its feet. Meanwhile, the dogbot has taken off in the other direction. This way, can't catch me. Ooh, and Cold Phonics, or whatever his name is, has chased after the dogbot with the zombie wild thing lumbering after them. No, you big zombie, no brain, get the... You're going the wrong... You're supposed to get the kid. Uh-huh. The kids. It's the kids we have to... <sighs> and now the wild thing is chasing after two of the robots because they've split up, which is cheating, by the way. Well, the good news is they can't go anywhere because I have locked all of the doors. So let's see where Genevieve, Olivia, and Lanceface have gone off to... No, they're not on that camera. Not on that camera. Hey, I'm trying to report on the action, but if you... There are cameras in every nook of this hallway, so don't think for a second that you can hide from me. 
Wait, where are you? You're really not on any camera. You know, that's pretty rude considering I have an entire audience here on the bridge who is depending upon me to relay what is happening out there. Okay, fine. We'll find you later. We'll find you. Let's see what's happening with the big bot and the dog bot. It appears they have led the wild thing back to the Explorer Pod Bay. I'm not so sure that was the wisest decision, given that's the one dead end on the entire space station. This should be interesting, folks. It appears they are in some kind of standoff. The big bot is holding out his hands as if to say, don't come any closer, I'm just a whittle mouse. Hey! And the dog bot is barking up a storm, which is just as annoying on a space station as it is on Earth. Hey! And the wild thing seems paralyzed. What? What are you doing, wild thing? You are here to wreak havoc, not stand there like some sort of hypnotized totem pole. Get reeking already! Wow! Okay, I did not expect that. The wild thing has torn the door off the pod bay and used it to barricade in the two robots. Well played, zombie wild thing. Maybe the first time something has come back as a zombie and gotten smarter. Okay, now, go back and find the others, will you? They're still not showing up on the cameras. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Let's see, none of the doors have been opened. You're not over here. You're not over there. Oh, you know what? I have a way of flushing you out. Let's see... You were in the starboard side, over near the robot room, the last time I saw you, so why don't we just cut the power to that part of the ship? There we go. Dark. Oxygenless. Cold. That part is going to become just like space in a matter of minutes. And just in case you made your way forward to the bow, let's cut the power there. Okay. Half the space station is dark now. Are you going to come out? <sighs> I can wait you out, you know. You can't beat space. Ah! There you are. Genevieve, right? And Lancebot? We give up. Genevieve and I don't want to run anymore. Just keep that wild thing away from us. Very noble, robot. I suppose you are a knight after all. I accept your surrender. Collect your robots and come to the bridge, where I and my wild thing can guard over you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, brings to the end Marlowe Track and Field Day. The final score, Butts and his wild things, one. Genevieve and her mild things, zero. Game over. Phase two complete. The Marlowe is now under my total control. Next the galaxy. Bunce out. Okay, so I am here today with me. Just me. All by my lonesome. No Griffin today. He worked really, really hard on Character Club, so he gets a break for today. But he asked me to say hi, hi, hello from him to all of you. And since I don't have him to ask any questions about this episode, I guess I could ask some questions about this episode. Like, hey, Bunce, didn't you notice that A. Livia wasn't there 
when Genevieve and Lancebot surrendered? I guess not. Where is Olivia? What is she going to do? What is the plan to take back the Marlow? I guess we'll find out in a future episode of The Alien Avengers of Incaspian. In the meantime, let's talk about some art, shall we? Okay, so for art this week, first, shout out to Clobot, who has been a superstar, sending in for Character Club and art. Thank you so much, Clobot from Wisconsin. Maggie, who is six, from Austin, Texas. Johnny, who is five, from Medina, Minnesota. Lorelai, who is six. And Jude, who is five, from Johns Creek, Georgia. Zandros, who is eight. Cameron, who is eight, from Dayton, Ohio. Five-year-old Liam. Addison, who is seven, from Australia. Sydney, who is five years old. Issa, who is four years old. Jaylee, who is four. Anna, who is nine. And Elaine, who is eleven. Anna, if you're Anna and not Anna, I apologize. But you only have one N, and that's often Anna, so I hope I got that right. Jude, who's six, from Ohio. Wyatt, from Oregon. Elizabeth and Amelia, from Vancouver. Dylan, from Ottawa, Canada, who just turned nine. Happy belated birthday to you, Dylan. And our pal, Sasha, thank you all so much for sending in your art. And now for our jokes. First, we have a few written jokes from Anna and Elaine, who also sent in their art. Anna had two jokes for us. First, what did the space monster say to the book? Take me to your reader. (laughs) I like that one. And what steps should you take if an alien is chasing you? Big fast ones. (laughs) I like that. That's really good. I never heard that one before. Big, fast steps. Thank you, Anna and Elaine. Here we go. Why did the alien pull the rope? Have you ever tried to push one? (laughs) That's great. Thank you both, Anna and Elaine, for your jokes. They are fantastic. And now we have a couple of recorded jokes. One from our pals Lennox and Elliot from Australia. This is Lennox and Elliot from Sydney, Australia, and we have a very funny joke for you. If a female cow is a cow, what is a male cow? Ooh, this one's tricky. Maybe a bull? No, it's a cowboy. (laughs) That's great. Perfect for a cowboy bebop. All right, and then now our pal Davey has a twist on a joke for us. Here we go, Davey. My name is Davey Hutchison. I am 12 years old, and my joke is, why was the astronaut surprised when he landed on the moon? Because he didn't plan it. (laughs) That's great. Thank you so much, Davey. All right, well, that's all for today. We had our jokes. We had our art. We had our very, very insightful question from me. (laughs) And that's it. I want to say thank you to everybody who has sent in more characters for Character Club. We'll definitely be featuring them on an upcoming episode and putting them up in the gallery on our website at fincaspi.com slash character club. And I think that's about it. Thank you all so much, and we will see you next week. Okay, I want to say thanks again to everybody for coming back and having more fun with us this week. 
We've had a blast this season. Character Club has been really, really fun. Thank you to everybody who has sent in their characters. Keep sending in those jokes, those sounds, those ideas, everything. Send them my way. I love it. Thank you so, so, so much. The Alien Adventures of Fincaspy is a Gen Z kids production. Written and produced by Jonathan Messenger. Edited and guided by Griffin Messenger. With special thanks to Maria Villanueva. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, who recently voted the nicest human in the multiverse. Our cover art is by Sir Ian Dingman. And for more information about the show, go to fincaspian.com or check out the show notes. Thanks again, everybody, and we will see you next week. Hi everyone, I'm Jeremy. I'm Autumn. And I'm Jasper. And we're, we're a GZM family. family. And we want you to listen to our favorite show, Becoming Mother Nature. I love the one with the Green Reaper and the zombies. Yeah! Three years ago, Brinley Pasternak helped the Anders family uncover the truth about Holiday's past. Now, she'll need them to help her find the truth about hers. Six Minutes Out of Time is the long-awaited sequel to the most downloaded family audio adventure in history. When Cyrus is found unconscious near the mysterious Elixir Academy in Florida, Brinley learns the school may have a shocking connection to her missing mother. All new episodes are available one week early and ad-free for GZM subscribers. Visit gzmshows.com to learn more.